This is chapter 10 of You Are Not Alone, Because I Care Too Much, part two. I'm the reason you sick ones pray to God as they lie there still. I'm the reason they cry out because I kill. Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone, a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. I apologize for the delay in getting this episode out. I was having some technical issues with my computer, but I got it fixed and I'm back up and running. Before we get started, a few ways you can help out if you like what you've heard so far. First, is if your podcatcher allows ratings and or reviews... Please consider letting others know what you think about the podcast. It is the best way to help new listeners find You Are Not Alone. Second, I have a Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash Blaine C. Martin. That's B-L-A-I-N-E-C-M-A-R-T-I-N, all one word. Even $1 a month can help immensely with covering the costs of running a podcast. Within the next few days, I will be posting a short story that is the start of a series of game design releases I'm working on. The game is tentatively called Apocalypse 56, and it's a savage world setting about greasers, nerds, sock ops, racing for pinks, and fighting demons in 1956. The short story will introduce the world a little bit, and then I'll be releasing bits of the rules as they are finished. Finally, our next episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be starting a series of episodes called Novellas. They are episodes that break the mold of You Are Not Alone in some way. Might be that they have multiple players, or the game lasts for a few sessions, or both. Ben and I had so much fun playing Little Fears that we got Sean from Chapter 1 to join us for a slightly longer Little Fears game. Novella episodes will be broken up by regular chapters of You Are Not Alone. Wanted to try this new style of play, and so far, I've been really enjoying it. I hope you will too. If you want to reach out to suggest a game, be a guest, or just say hi, you can email me at blaine at youarenotalonepod.com or find me on Twitter at EsmeraldaPod. With all that out of the way, let's get back to the saga of Bobby S. Pants. Do you look behind you at all? Mm, that's a great question. Um, yes, I do. I think because I care too much. So as you look behind you, you see the crumpled form of Miss Taylor, and you see that mouth, that mouth that just hung slack. And you see, it almost looks like the tip of a needle, but gigantic, begin to push its way out of her mouth. Ugh. And the cracking of her jaw is so loud that you hear it, even though you're probably 30, 40, 50 feet away, just pedaling your, your legs off. But her jaw cracks, and that large needle-like thing continues to push its way out of her mouth. Oh, God. And then you're too far away, and you don't want to look anymore, so you turn and look at the road ahead of you. And you head home for dinner. Yeah, I'm getting home as fast as I can. 
So you get home. How do you enter your home? Yeah, I probably barrel through the front door for my mom. I'm going to look for my mom. All right. You barrel through the front door. You see Dana playing with some toys in the the living room. I think your father does most of the cooking. Okay. So your dad's in the kitchen finishing up dinner. Okay. He hears you bust in. How's your relationship with your parents? Uh, Good. I mean, I'm seven, so, uh, well, that doesn't, I suppose that doesn't really mean anything. But I probably have a pretty ordinary childhood with my parents. Like, so I have, they're together. Things are fine as far as I know. And I have a good relationship with both of them. I probably see my dad not as much as I'd like to. I'll probably see my mom a little more, probably a little closer with her, and probably see neither of them as much as in an ideal world I would want. Makes sense. What's your dad's nickname for you? Nickname for me? Does he have one? Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll go with, uh, how about Stinky? Stinky? Yep. So you bust in the door, and your dad's in the kitchen. He yells out, hey, Stinky. You don't Uh, see your mom It's so tempting for me to call him Poopy Man, because that's what Nathan calls everybody (laughs) right now. (laughs) It's Poopy Man. It seems like seven-year-old, that might be a little... Yeah, that's a little... Yeah. Sorry, it's just, I, just, um, I just love the Nathan calls. I can't tell him I love it, but it's so ridiculous. One day he'll listen to this podcast and be like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> he liked it all along. Anyway, you live in kind of in the stereotypical American sure. nuclear family house. It's sure. two stories. It's got a little white picket fence and little yard in the back. Yeah. You don't see your mama anywhere on the first floor. Okay. I probably would go back. I'd probably go back towards dad then. Okay. Towards daddy. And say, uh, daddy. And I'd probably um, grab his legs, like give him a hug without asking. Hey, Bobby. Even though he's He like tussles your hair. He's making... What's your favorite meal? Oh. Mm, we will go with ooh, uh, mac and cheese. So he's making mac and cheese. That smells good. Okay. What's up, bud? Uh, nothing. N- nothing. Where's mommy? Oh, um, she's uh she's upstairs. Okay, thanks. I'm going to run for the upstairs. All right. You uh, you run back out. You run by Dana. She's still playing with her toys. You run upstairs. I probably stop, actually. Okay. And say, uh, hey, what's Dana doing? Hey, hi, Dana. How old is Dana? So if I'm seven as a younger sister, okay, that gives us some leeway. But, I mean, I would say the oldest five. But let's go with, let's go with, um... Let's go with three. Okay. So she's getting around on her own, starting to form somewhat coherent sentences. Yeah. She's playing with a She-Ra action figure. Nice. Just to continue this nebulous, we have no idea what year it is. Yeah. She's playing with a She-Ra action figure, and she says, hey, Bobby. Hi, Dana. Uh, Are you playing with your toys? Yeah, She-Ra's fighting. And oh. you see her pick up, like, a My Little Pony and just bashing them together. 
Oh, is Pinkie Pie fighting She-Ra? Yeah, Pinkie Pie's gonna lose. I think I'd probably, like, kind of get distracted and start playing with Dana. Alright, so you sit down and you start playing with Dana. And maybe, like, ten minutes later, your dad calls out, Dinner's almost ready. Your mom comes downstairs. Mommy! Um, Hey, hey, Bobby, how was your day? I'm gonna give Mommy a hug. She gives you a big hug right back. Did you have fun pedaling around town? Yes. She uh, she gives you a big squeeze. And she's like, I gotta set the table, buddy. I'm gonna hold on to her, like, and not let go. Okay. She kind of squeezes you, and she's like, are you sure everything's okay, buddy? Yes. Alright, well, do you want to help me set the table? Yes. Very so much. So she kind of stands up from bending down to give you a hug. She takes your hand. Yeah, I'll skip over to the table. All right, you all go and you set the table and your dad brings out a big tray of baked mac and cheese. All right, uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely try to help as much as I can. I will, uh, you know, do whatever I have to do to set the table, pick up any toys, whatever. Okay, so you're tidying up. Then you sit down and you you all start eating. Is your family religious at all? Do you say grace? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So, so it's... Your turn to say grace. What do you say? Oh, God is great, God is good, and we thank you for this food. Amen. Amen. Everyone starts digging in. A couple bites in, the phone rings. Okay. Your dad stands up and he walks back into the kitchen. And he answers the phone. You can't quite hear what's being said. But he comes back out. And he says... He sits down and he takes a couple bites of food and he says... Is everything all right, Bobby? Yeah. All right. He goes, that was Mr. Bishop from the 5 and 10. He just said he saw you and you uh, you kind of pedaled away real quick. Oh, yeah. And he just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Oh, yeah. I I saw Miss Taylor today. You did? At the 5 and Dime, yeah. What did I- it was weird. Well, what happened? I gave her a hug, and she gave me this weird look and made really weird noises, and it was kind of scary. And so I rode home, and then I forgot. Are you are you sure it was Miss Taylor? Bobby, are you are you certain? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go. I. We need to tell the police. Like they, they need to know. Did she do something wrong? Did she like commit a crime? No, they've just they've been looking for her for the last week. Are the police going to arrest her? No, buddy. We just we want to get her back so that Billy can come home. Oh. Okay. So he goes in and makes a phone call and then comes back out, and uh, and he says, "How's the mac and cheese, bud?" Oh, it's so good. Really good. Good. Let's let's get ready for bed. Uh, I don't want to. I know, bud, but it's it's bedtime. Uh, it's, it's bedtime. Still stinky. light outside. I know, but we've been through this. Lord knows how many times. I want to draw. Give me <laughs> a speak. 
Okay. I probably Plus. would add a please, 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 please. I really want to draw, please. Sorry. All right. So we're going to give you a speak. Okay. And I think plus you're helpful. So plus two. Okay. Well, two of those are ones, which isn't great, but I also got an exploding die here. So it's right now it's one, one, five, six. All right. So whenever you roll this pool, you take, we didn't do this last time because you only rolled three dice. Right. Uh, But you take your three best. Oh, okay. All right. So we got one, five, six here. Uh, but the six explodes, right? Yes. Well, you should be rolling, I think, six dice. Oh, did I? Oh, I don't know why I... Yeah, yeah so your speak I'll, plus I'll, two. I'll just start over because I screwed that one up. Speak plus two, right? I don't know why I reduced um, it. So there. you're going to roll a total of six dice and you're going to keep the three highest. All right. Ooh, two sixes. Two sixes and a four. So uh, those explode? Yes. All right, so right now we're at, what, 16? 22 total. All right, you're rolling like fire. Uh, don't say that, Blaine. <laughs> so your your dad says, all right, here's the deal, Stinky. I am going to get Dana ready for bed, and you can draw while I do that. And then once she's down, you have to go to bed. Oh, can I read her a story, please? Do you want to draw or do you want to read her a story? Uh, I want to draw. All right, then you draw, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put her down. Can I have a vitamin? <laughs> Your mom kind of takes over and she says, "Okay, let's go. Let's go get you a vitamin." Okay. And she takes you into the kitchen, uh, and your dad takes Dana and goes upstairs. Okay. So your mom gets you a vitamin. And she says, "So what are you gonna draw?" Uh... I think I want to draw Snook. Awesome. So she gets gets out all of your drawing supplies and just like a box of crayons and some markers and some paper. Okay. And sets them up on the table for you. Yeah, all right. I want to draw Snook. All right. So you draw Snook. On, big, on a big wheel. On a big wheel. Like Snook is riding the big wheel. Are you using the crayons and markers or are you going to use your pencil? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> okay, I want to use the crayons and markers, but then after I draw Snook on the big wheel, I want to like draw the alley. Okay, and then I think I'm gonna draw a woman in the alley with the pencil. <laughs> All right, do <laughs> so you draw a woman in the alley? And Snook is sitting on the big wheel next to the alley. And the woman in the alley begins to move. And the scene plays out pretty much exactly like you remember it from earlier. But this time through your drawing, you get to see what happened after you left. And it becomes... Almost like a moving photograph, it looks so real. And you watch as Ms. Taylor's jaw breaks in that weird needle jutted out of her mouth. And you realize the reason it looks so much like a needle 
It's because it, it was the proboscis of some sort of creature. And it continues to protrude out of her mouth. And then you see these long insectoid legs press through the mouth and the skin on her cheeks rips away as it pulls itself out from inside her and you see the form of a gigantic mosquito oh god okay and it flies I, off no i think okay i think i'd probably try to start erasing this um as like really vigorously all right I am going to have you make a fight roll. Okay. We'll say plus here, plus one for being an artist. Okay. So uh, that is two dice. <laughs> Believe it or not, Blaine, there's another six. Nice. So I'm at ten right now. I've rolled a four and a six. Uh, Fourteen. Now I'm going to roll its fight. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I hear lots of dice. What did you get? 14. All right, you are going to take four damage. As you start to try and erase it, and that proboscis juts out of the paper and slams into your hand. And you are also going to lose one spirit. So as you're trying to erase that proboscis raises out of the paper and stabs into you and you feel it draw out some of your blood. And for a moment, your mind flashes to Billy and to Ms. Taylor, and you know that Ms. Taylor is dead, and you're never going to see Billy again. And then as quickly as that thought enters your mind, it's kind of gone, and you just feel sad. And you look down, and you finished erasing the mosquito, and there's just Snook sitting outside of an alleyway on a big wheel. Wow. Yeah, I would. I think I start crying. As soon as you start crying, your mom comes running in. She's like, "What's wrong, sweetheart?" And I just like, I think I'm probably in- incoherent at first. Just like, <laughs> just crying. She hugs you, and she says, "Come on, you can tell me what's wrong." I miss Billy. We all do, sweetheart. We, I, hopefully, uh, your father called the police and let them know they saw Miss Miss Taylor. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll find her and Billy will come back. But what if she died? What makes you think she died, Bobby? I don't know. I think she's fine. I think she just... I don't know what, but I, I think they're going to find her. And I think we're, Billy will come back and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she looks down and she says, that's a really nice drawing of Snook. Thanks. Are you ready for bed, bud? Yes. You are. Yes. All right, go up and brush your teeth. Tired. And I'll come up and read you a story. <sighs> okay. All right, I'll go upstairs and brush my teeth. All right, you brush your teeth. You get into your PJs. 
Just for the record, um, I brush my teeth uh, very fast. Like, not well. Of course. Just like every child who's given free range to brush their teeth. <laughs> just making that clear. I just making it overt. You get into bed. Your mom comes up. What's your favorite story? Oh, my favorite story? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm, pro- I'm already probably reading chapter books, but having said that, I'll go, I'll go with one that Blaine and I just read for the first time in real life this week. It is, it's a Dr. Seuss that I had never read. Sorry, I could, I had to look at the name because it's actually close enough to me that I could double check the name. It's, have I ever told you how lucky you are? Nice. So your mom reads reads you, have I ever told you how lucky you are? And starts to head out of the room. She goes to turn the lights off. Do you let her turn the lights off? Uh, uh, boy, that's a great question. Oh, it, do I have a nightlight? Uh, do you? Yeah, I, I would think... Definitely, yes. Can I have one of those uh, star things? Like they like it puts the stars on your ceiling? Oh, certainly. All right, yeah. With that on and the door, I won't let her shut the door. I want the door cracked. Okay, so door cracked. You yeah. turn the projector light on and the projector shines up on the ceiling. You see the big dipper, the little dipper. You see Orion's belt. Orion's belt almost... Almost looks like that needle, that proboscis that was oh, no. <laughs> forcing its way out of Miss Taylor's mouth. Dear God. Uh, Mom! <laughs> Mom! Mommy! She comes bursting in. What? What, sweetie? I'm scared. All right, buddy. Do you want to come sleep with us? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, please. Thank you. All right. Turn your projector off. Okay, I will. Yay! So, you go in and you uh, tuck in with your mom and dad. How uh, how easy is it for you to fall asleep? I think... How tired are you? Well, probably pretty tired, and with mom and dad here, I probably fall asleep pretty quick. Awesome. So, you, uh, you zonk out pretty much right away. And you actually have some real pleasant dreams. Dreams of riding around town with Billy and Snook. Dreams of that one time you did really good. What class did you do really good on a test that kind of surprised everyone? Uh, let's see. Given how I am at thinking, we're going to go with math. So there's that one time that, like, you kind of started doing some, like, real basic geometry. And geometry is so close to drawing that, like, most math has given you some trouble. But, like, you just get geometry. Because it's just, it's shapes. And you did really good, and, like, everyone was so excited. Because, you know, you do struggle sometimes in school. Not, like, failing, but you struggle with some stuff. And you wake up in the middle of the night. And there's a sound coming from the window in your parents' room. It's a sound like something hard and bone-like skittering against the window. The curtains are pulled closed, but you hear that, this tink, 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 
Tink, tink, tink. What do you do? All right, so it woke me up. Yes. My mom and dad not moving? Nope. Not awake? Uh, I probably... They're sound asleep. Probably would, like, pull the covers over my head first and kind of go under the covers. Okay. You still hear it? All right, then I definitely go, uh... Like, uh... Daddy. 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 <laughs> after after Daddy. five or six daddies, <laughs> he wakes up very tired. Listen, listen. Listen. And he hears it and he says, oh, it's probably, it's just like, the, it's the branches just, it must be windy out. Okay. Go back to sleep, bud. Okay. And he is back out okay. almost immediately. Okay. And you still hear it. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Yes. Daddy. What's up, bud? It's still doing it. If the wind is blowing the branches, it's going to keep keep doing it. But it's waking me up. I, what do, you, do you want me to go down and, and, and cut the tree down, bud? Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because that's a question that an adult would ask because an adult thinks the way an adult thinks. And it's the kind of question a kid might just go, yeah, <laughs> like, because yeah. they're a kid. Um, but like he's tired and he's right. supposed to go right. back to bed. Uh, I would. Pro- uh, hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking how I would respond respond to that. Um, no, <laughs> I guess not. All right, bud. Just just try to try to get back to sleep. Okay. I'll try to go back to sleep. All right. I'm going to have you make a care roll. What was your, uh, it's hard for me to... Oh, it's hard for me to think when I'm scared. All right. I got another, oh, I think the top three? Yes. Okay. So, I have another six, but uh, eight uh, and six, 14, 17. All right. So that's, uh, it's a failure, but no failing grades. Uh, they got an 18 on their scare. So you eventually get back to sleep. But it's probably a solid, like, 30 to 45 minutes of just laying there and listening to that sound. Oh, boy. And I guess assuming you want to still get back to sleep, but like I said, it's about 45 minutes of you. I mean, I think it would, but at that point, after the 45, would I try to keep trying to just go back to sleep? Yeah, or do you want to get up and investigate? Just trying to think of what I might do. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I know, I know what I probably would do. <laughs> it's probably to start saying daddy again. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seems like the most realistic thing, because kids are like that. 
Uh, will although how how afraid do I feel, Blaine? Or is that kind of for me to decide? I mean, you are you are scared. You are unnerved by it, but it's not enough to like send you reeling. I'm not like going under the bed yet. No. I'm gonna go look at the window. Actually, all right. You you walk over and you pull the the curtains aside, and for a second you think that your dad was right. That it was just the branches, because it's windy out, and there is the branches of a tree kind of scraping against the house every so often. But then you see these large insectoid eyes that are glowing red, staring at you. And you see that giant mosquito staring deep into your eyes. Tapping its proboscis against the window, almost like, almost like a woodpecker would peck against a tree. Well, I would instantly scream. Ah, daddy! So your dad's gonna wake up. Your mom's gonna wake up, too. Yeah, sure. But before that... Okay. It finally slams into the window hard enough. That the window shatters and shards of glass oh God. fly inward. What do you do? Oh my God. Fall back on my ass, probably in fear. All right. Give me. Oh shit. Where's Snook? Uh, I probably look for, look towards the bed to see if Snook's there. All right. Did you bring, I'm guessing you probably brought Snook into bed with you. Yeah, but now. Um, I, I think because I forgot that probably also I left Snook over the bed. Probably. Yeah. So you see Snook in the bed. Damn it. I'm going to have you make a move. All right. Roll. I'm assuming I don't have my pencil either. No, I would imagine your pencil is probably in the other room. Yeah. Eight. Well, it rolled less than eight. Oh, thank God. So you get out of the way. You hear your dad kind of, what, what's going on? And he looks at the window. And he goes, what the fuck is that? Oh, my God. As he sees this gigantic mosquito flying in through the shattered window. I'm going to run for the bed. All right. So you run for the bed. I'm guessing you're going after Snook. Yeah, that's what I am doing. Okay, you're going after Snook. Do you think your family has any guns in the house? Yes. All right. If he's smart, Um, he keeps the ammunition separate from the actual gun. But then again... Yeah, we'll say he's he's a uh, responsible gun owner. So he's yelling like, honey, get under the bed. Bobby, get under the bed. Both of you, get under the bed. And he runs for the closet. Okay. And the gun safe that's in the closet. Right. I'm going for on top of the bed because I'm going for Snook. Okay. So your mom uh, is starting to go towards under the bed. She sees you and like right as you grab Snook, she kind of grabs you to drag you under the bed with her. Okay. I mean, once my hands are on Snook, uh, I mean, I'm going to let her pull me under the bed. Okay. So she pulls you under the bed. You hear your dad get the shotgun out of 
kind of the top compartment and get the ammunition from the bottom compartment. And then you hear the gun go off. Okay. Uh, and we're going to roll real quick for your dad to shoot this big old monster. Oh, that's not good for your dad. So you hear the cocking of the shotgun. And then you hear the shotgun blast. And then you hear this awful scream. And this kind of chilling, bone-rending sound of what you can only imagine is this mosquito digging its proboscis into your father's chest. What do you do? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm under the bed with my mom. Yes. I probably am crying. Quite I think she's, she's crying as well, especially now. Right. Quite hard. And I'm probably just burying my head into my mom's... Like, into my mom, probably, and, like, I'm under the bed, which is the place I feel the safest, so I'm probably, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To clarify on your questionnaire. Yeah. Is it just under your bed in your oh. room, or is it under any bed that the so monsters I think that uh, I think that Bobby made the – I don't know the true answer to that question. I think that Bobby made the connection that just under the bed so I don't okay. think that I don't think that I think Bobby feels like this is safe. Whether that's true or not, you I don't what? know. But I will give you if you would like to spend one belief. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. So you spend one belief. It's under all beds. So you know that this monster can't come under the bed. You know that your mom and you are safe, but your dad is not. He's still out there with it. Oh, damn it. Daddy, I think, damn it. I think sort of in a moment of stupid caring and love for my father, I would probably like stick my head out from under the bed to see if I can see him. Okay. I just can't let him die out there. He is wrestling with this thing. The sound that you heard is correct. The shotgun is no longer in his hands. And he's kind of, his arms are like, bent back and his chest is protruding out in this gigantic mosquito that's probably about the size of your dad has landed and dug its proboscis into his chest and it is feeding oh boy I think that I want to is there anything near me I can throw at it yeah I mean there's probably I mean so there's probably some stuff under the bed like maybe some like Storage bins with clothes or bedding in it. You could probably reach one of the lamps on either side on the end tables. I'm actually going to go out from under the bed enough that I can, like, like I'm going to climb out from under the bed and grab a lamp and throw it at it. All right. So, you are going to roll a fight roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 1d6. I am going to write a, roll a fight oh, roll. Oh, fuck me. What'd you get? One. That's not great. Its fight is not super high, but it is. it rolled better than a one. So you throw the lamp at it, 
and you miss. And what you see it do, it pulls its proboscis out of your father's chest and shoves it down his throat. And you hear him make this awful gurgling scream. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. There's more lamps. There's a couple books on the table. Ah. Jeez. There's the uh, gun cabinet. I have a feeling that he probably didn't lock it. Oh, man. I'm just trying to think of what I would do. Well, where, where, where's the gun in relation to him at the moment? Oh, that's right. There's the shotgun, too. Yeah, where's that in relation? It's probably a couple feet away from him. We'll say, we'll even say it's between you and him. Yeah. Closer to you. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to pick up the shotgun. And Have you been trained to, to use a shotgun? Probably not. I'm, I'm like, my, my thought process here is kind of like, to, to, to Bobby, it's essentially like a magic wand, right? It's essentially like, like, I know that it can kill but like i don't understand really what that means exactly like i like i probably think i think of it like like a slightly evolved version of like when my two-year-old blasts you with his finger but like i know it has con i understand consequence enough to know it has real consequence but i like i don't really know what a gun is so i probably have like i'm probably not trained with it but i probably think i can pick it up and try to make this thing go away all right uh so give me a fight roll yeah. Uh huh. It's better than one, Blaine. What was it? A three. You rolled better than it. That's um, amazing. Because it normally gets two fight dice, but one of the weaknesses of this monster is it does not like loud noises. I like that. Um. So it only got one die, and it rolled a two. So you uh, you don't have any successes. Can I also yell something out? Certainly. I want to yell out, like, leave my daddy alone. Go away. All right. So I'm going to say this is a deadly weapon. Okay. Uh, that's That seems like an accurate description of a shotgun. Yeah. So the damage is double the highest success die. So that's going to be six points of damage. Yeah. So one of the other things that you can do when you successfully hit and damage a monster is you can spend belief to start chipping away at their stuff and then eventually their terror. And if their stuff and terror both hit zero, that's how monsters die for real in this game. Okay. Spend a belief, So huh? if you'd like to spend a belief, you could start chipping away at this thing's stuff basically believing that this weapon is more effective than it actually is. I think I probably would. All right. So I think the most logical thing to do damage to is it's proboscis. So you fire off this shotgun blast and it hits this thing and it immediately kind of rips the proboscis out of your father's throat and your father just hits the ground. He is bleeding profusely and kind of coughing and vomiting up blood but he is no longer being attacked by this gigantic mosquito. The problem with that is that now the giant mosquito is looking at you. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to... How far is my room, Blade? Uh, I mean, 
Let's say, I mean, not far. It's not a giant house. You're all on the third floor oh, or on uh, the second floor. I have an important question for you. Okay. Is my room, does my room share a wall with my parents' room? I don't think so. I think that your sister's room probably shares the wall. All right. Since she's younger, it's a little bit more important for them to be able to hear okay. her. Then I'm going to. Um, so yours is across the hall. I, I'm going to run. I mean, that's probably like 20 feet. Sure. I'm going to run from my room. Okay. Give me a move roll. Man, I another six. It's ten right now, and oh, another six is sixteen. Eighteen plane. All right. So it got a fourteen on its chase. Okay. So you are able to uh, to easily outmaneuver it. So as you run for your room, it tries to follow, uh, but you slam your door and and lock it. Yeah, I'm going for my pencil. Okay. Or actually, I don't know. Would you have a lock on your door as a seven-year-old? I I think probably because I don't know for sure, uh, but I, I think they just put locks on. I think there's probably – like my kids probably have locks on their door. They probably just don't use them. Yeah, that's true. All right, so you lock the, lock the door. You get your pencil. What are you going to do? I think I'm just going to go under the bed with Snook and the pencil and wait. All right. I guess Are I dropped you, the shotgun probably because I, I don't even – I forgot I had it at all. I probably just dropped it. Okay. So you drop it and you hear the – you hear like a, a, a knocking at your door for a while. Okay. A couple minutes. Like a regular person knocking? No. Oh. No, it's the, it's the mosquito. Oh, okay. Hammering away. Okay. And then it gets bored of trying to break through this door. And you hear it, this kind of loud buzzing noise that mosquitoes make, amplified to just such a loud level. You hear it moving back to your parents' room. Okay. All right, I'm going to stay under the bed, though. I'm going to wait. Okay. See what else I hear. You wait for a few moments, and then you hear your father scream. Like, just one scream? Like, It's one very long scream that ends in that gurgling sound again. Okay. I'm going to draw. I'm going to start drawing on my wall. What are you going to draw? I'm going to draw Snook on the big wheel, but big. Okay. Just going to start drawing. I mean, it might take me some time, but I'm just going to start drawing as big as I can on my wall, my room. Snook on the big wheel, real big. All right. You see that Snook on the big wheel. The wheels start to turn. What are you going to have Snook on the big wheel do? I mean, take, I want to try to run over the mosquito like I ran over Ms. Taylor's foot. All right. So you do you go with it or do you just send it off to do? No, nah, I'm going to follow it to see what happens. All right. You see, like it doesn't come off of the wall. Okay. At least in your room. Sure. But it kind of starts moving along the wall. Okay. 
and it goes through your door, and it comes out of the wall then and moves into your parents' room, and you follow in, and you see your father's unconscious body laying on the ground, and the mosquito is kind of half-shoved inside his mouth now. Oh, my God. Its head, kind of the first part of its torso, is it is kind of crawling inside of your father. Daddy, no! So I'm going to give you, I think, a, a plus two to your fight roll. Okay. One from the big wheel. And just one extra, because that seems to make sense. Okay. One of the other things you could do, this might be worth noting, with belief, is risk it to believe in yourself. That gives you an extra die. Ah. Well, I rolled another six and two threes. So I'm at 12 right now. 15 total. Nine, Nine on my highest die. So that is one passing grade. Okay. So that would be 10 points of damage. Because you got nine on your highest. You got one passing grade. Would you like to spend a point of belief to do damage to the monster's stuff? Ooh. Um, yes. Okay. I'm I'm bleeding belief here. So... You send this gigantic snook at this mosquito that is now halfway down your father's throat. And it runs over the mosquito. And it... The mosquito kind of squishes. Oh, gross. And blood splatters everywhere. Oh, God. It is... A gigantic mosquito, so it had a lot of blood oh inside of it. God. All of Ms. Taylor's blood. Oh, Jesus. A lot of your father's blood. Oh, my God. A little bit of your blood. Oh. Just everywhere. Oh, my God. That's so gross. And its body starts to disintegrate, and your father kind of comes to... And just flips over and starts vomiting. And he vomits up that proboscis. Ugh. uh, Which had become detached. Oh my god, this is disgusting. And he's coughing and throwing up. But he's alive. Ugh. Daddy! I'm gonna run over to him. He is not in any state. Um, to coherently answer you. <laughs> no, really? Uh, mommy! But I'm going to see if my mommy's okay. Your mom kind of rushes out, and she's like, oh my god, and she picks up the phone and calls 911. She's like, my husband, he, he got attacked. We need an ambulance here right right away. Okay, so I think that I would probably next, uh, I would probably next think about my sister. I'd probably be like, you know, Dana, and I'd probably go to her room. Okay. So you run and you check on Dana and she is sound asleep in her room. Whew. You hear sirens in the distance. It's a small town, so the ambulance is not too far away. Okay. 
And so I think we see the paramedics rush in, strap your father to a gurney and take him out to the ambulance. And I think we see Bobby and Dana and your mom. Your mom is kind of getting you all slap dash into clothing and into the car and following behind okay the ambulance heading to the hospital and i think that's more or less the close of our story but i think we see one last scene we see mr bishop at the toy store taking the trash out we hear a loud buzz And we hear a scream. And we see a shadow cast on the wall of a gigantic mosquito crawling its way inside of Mr. Bishop. Oh, God. Not Mr. Bishop. And then we fade to black. (laughs) Thank you very much for coming on, Ben. Why don't you tell folks uh, before we sign off where they can find you on the internet? all of the things you do. That's a lot. I will keep it simple. Uh, I'm co-host for Pot of Love, as Blaine said, which is a uh, another two-player podcast. It's a two-player um, relationship uh, and romance and, and relationship advice podcast I do with my wife, Mel. And we're actually currently on mid-season hiatus. So we took a like, legit hiatus as we head into our second season of our show. But you can find us uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. It's a... Uh, it's a pot of love, and um, you can find us. Prim- I don't think you said that right. Oh yeah, I didn't. You're right. It's pot of love. There, make my wife happy. Uh, go. You can find us and all the other podcasts I'm on at allportsopen.com because I'm also at. Uh, I'm also a co-host of um, No Avatars Allowed, and sometimes I'm on other podcasts there. And Blaine, you're on uh, a podcast there. You're on. Um, I am on Apon Plays. Apon Plays, yeah, which is like dropping like right now, and um, or like really soon if it's not out right now, and. Uh, yeah, I think the first couple episodes have been made available via the Patreon. Yes, that's and how I'll be going to. Yeah, uh, yeah it's available for a everyone. Stream eventually. Yeah, it's available for everyone really soon. If it's not now, when you're when you're hearing this, but Apon Plays is a great podcast that I got. So I got the Patreon uh, like early early listen and that's a star wars uh campaign at the moment and it's super fun um but yeah that's all you can check out um me there uh and uh i don't know i'm also at other places on the internet but i i just put up another a new episode of uh, my religious podcast priest pulse and usually i don't plug that on gaming stuff because but there might be some crossover um but that was my like uh, that's a podcast i've been doing for the longest and uh we're finally off of that unexpected hiatus so priest pulse a new priest pulse dropped uh today nice. but you can also find me on twitter um i post as myself at benjamin wallace which is spelled w-a-l-l-i-s so at benjamin wallace and um we have a pot of love at pot of love uh twitter handle so yeah awesome well thank you so much for being part of this no thank you for having me i'm i'm thrilled to have gotten to be on you are not alone Thank you to Ben Wallace for playing Little Fears. Thank you to Jason L. Blair for designing such a wonderful game. And thank you to you for listening. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on September 5th 
for the start of our first novella. We'll be playing some more Little Fears with Sean and Ben. Until then, remember that you are strong, you are beautiful, and you are not alone. Cause I kill